Uh, first things first, a quick heads up before we start the episode. Um, we're discussing Morrissey's book, List of the Lost, today. Garbage human being. That's fair. And we read out a couple of quotes specifically. Because he's a garbage human being. Elucidating that he's a garbage human being that contain pretty explicit references to uh, to sexual assault subject matter. If you find that upsetting, then this might be an episode to skip for you. But we have plenty of other fun episodes, so. And hopefully, Morrissey will just die in a house fire. <sighs> Everybody good to go? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean. Cool. I know. Hello, friends. Welcome to Brainworms, the podcast that takes literature cuts it open and reads its entrails to to see what it's got going on in there Ooh, paris bossy exactly i'm joe i'm david i'm kane and i'm chris and today we're going to be reading list of the lost by stephen morrissey a title that has me intrigued yeah to hold on to that a popular singer-songwriter, you know, initially made famous in the 80s with his band The Smiths, who later went on to be reasonably successful as a solo artist. Complicated politics, I think that's fair to say. He's a right. garbage human being. He like, is it, absolutely a garbage human being. He absolutely has, you know, been openly supporting UKIP and is very anti-immigration. But he also, like, he was pro-Sanders when that was going on, and... He's been an outspoken anti-monarchist his whole life, and he was very anti-Thatcher during that era. Yeah, but isn't that mostly because Thatcher was a woman? Possibly. I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Yeah, it didn't occur to me to even even ponder that if that was the reason. Complicated politics, definitely pretty garbage, at least in recent years. What I really think is surprising here is I. it is not a lie to say that Morrissey was probably the first vocalist that i really heard and said oh my god who is that person i need to hear more of this right right and the smiths was very profoundly effective and you know just major influence on me as a younger man Mm -hmm. and i've long admired his you know his talent as a performer i had no idea until what like a minute and a half ago that his first name was fucking steven really yeah yeah i turn it around and say I was attacked. I was surprised. But if everything went well, and if it had given them a great career, they would not talk about it. Listeners, if you have no idea what these old people are talking about, I'm with you too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the under 30s, unless you're also an isolated nerd, probably aren't going to know what the fuck is, is going on. Well, as far as I know, he was in a bedroom with a 14-year-old. Kevin Spacey was 26, boy 14. One wonders where the boy's parents were. One wonders if the boy did not know what would happen. I do not know about you, but in my youth, I've never been in situations like this. Never. Which I was always aware of what could happen. It. When you're in somebody's that? bedroom, you have to be aware of what that can lead to. That's why it does not sound very credible to me. Seems to me that Spacey has been attacked unnecessarily. Fuck Morrissey. Oh yeah, fuck Morrissey. Fuck everything about him. Yeah. I hope that he catches on fire. Uh-huh. And in the process, all of the master recordings for everything he's ever produced go up in flames with him. And society as a whole forgets 
about Morrissey ever having existed. Well, we're mm-hmm. contributing to that not happening. So That's fair. <laughs> I, I <know>. feel conflicted, <laughs> Kane. I, I feel like you have an opinion here, but I'm a little <laughs> unsure. <laughs> The evidence for the whole Kevin Spacey thing, that was pretty damning, right? It was. Like, I, I never followed up on that. I mean, we could talk about Kevin Spacey if we want to well, dive well, into that. No. But let's stay focused. Let's try on, to stay focused. I'm going to spray my venom mm-hmm. at fucking Morrissey. Right. Yeah, fuck Morrissey. And I, I didn't realize, I just knew his, his sort of anti-immigration stance Oh, that's just the tip of the iceberg. But I, I didn't realize that that his shittiness went that deep. Yeah, rape apologist. Yeah, yeah fuck yeah. Morrissey. Yeah, I going back to Kevin Spacey. I I liked him as Hopper in Bugs Life. I wish he, <laughs> I, and I I wish he didn't do that thing that makes him a garbage human being. Yeah, and it, it really it just continues to concrete the never get to know anything yeah, about your just heroes. consume their their creations in a vacuum and don't even probably we all here can admit to being fans of david bowie right um which is becoming harder and harder yeah i don't really dig on on the bowie that's that's another that's another conversation but just (laughs) maybe we'll read a book he wrote later i don't (laughs) want to wrote books but no, no just uh not knowing the inner thoughts of creatives is becoming more and more difficult in the age of, of social media. Right. But yeah, Morrissey wrote, outside of his autobiography, uh, he wrote one novel called List of the Lost, which uh, wasn't well-reviewed. It's very high on the kind of bad books list that I, I troll into to find sausage for the grinder of brainworms. And we, we thank you for doing that, because if you don't, then we just have to feed not Davids to the grinder. It's true. Wait. Haven't you been feeding not Davids to the grinder anyway? No, that's the furnace. It's completely different. <laughs> oh, and I want to say thank you. Uh, apparently, someone decided that this time I deserved to have arms, hands, and fingers mm-hmm. from the get-go. So yeah, well, that's we're been thinking exciting. the more human that we make you, the more you'll feel like a real person, which might calm the angry, violent rages that you fly into. Well, I mean, for the record, I've already uploaded my memory mm-hmm. and i've got the tube attached to my genitals right now so that as soon as we're done with this episode i can go crawl back into the furnace and i've actually got uh the last time i actually installed an on switch on the interior of the furnace that uh-huh. i can click myself oh that's convenient yeah yeah clever we need you to remember recording this episode so you're gonna need to re-upload your memories anyway you've done <sighs> yourself no favors God damn it. Getting back on topic, um, NME called List of the Lost a confused, often quite embarrassing slab of cringeworthy sex cliches and bizarre stilted dialogue. Oh, good. Uh, the oh, Guardian I'm, I'm called excited. it an unpolished turd. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Morrissey. Fuck you, Morrissey. <laughs> an unpolished turd. <laughs> it's just so blunt. It's so unartful. Hey, real quick, do you, do you guys remember the first time you made a not David, and then it it was such an atrocity that we sent it to Earth, and they made a a movie about it called Basket Case. Did you time travel before you did this? <laughs> don't don't dig into that. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asking. It feels like there's some time travel involved here. Um, 
in a review for the Daily Beast, which is a publication I'm unfamiliar with, Nico Hines accused the book of being a bizarre, misogynistic ramble. Oh my god, of course. Oh, oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. So yeah, I'm pretty stoked. Apparently this book is written in a James Joyce-style stream of consciousness. Yes! Oh, that's I, <laughs> fun for me. So yeah, this is going to be really exciting for everyone. But before we dig into that, we need to remind you about WeGiveYouBrainworms.com, which is the place where you can go to find all of our other projects and where you can support us monetarily through our Patreon. And you have to remember, with, mm-hmm. with the Patreon, we are metaphorical babies still covered in amniotic fluid, and we need your, your wallet nipples to, to feed on or we'll die. I don't know what that means. But I'm simultaneously repulsed and aroused, and I like it. Sure. Uh, What I can tell you with confidence is that your monetary donations help us make the show better, which it desperately needs, (laughs) and uh, and also can net you some cool benefits. Uh, If uh, if that's of interest to you, feel free to jump into that. Does anybody have anything to add before we... I think what we've discovered here is that it is a profoundly bad idea to attempt to make your living as a professional iconoclast because you're always going to have to be an apologist for the shittiest of things when you turn into an old irrelevant piece of shit right what's an iconoclast someone who stands alone and thinks of themselves as separate from and slightly better than the rest of the world mm-hmm. oh so all of us yes yeah yeah i'm very aware that i'm just garbage Just a pile of garbage. We are but worms in your earth. And in your brain. And in your brain. Your earth brain. Earth earth brain? I just wanted there to be no confusion. Right. As to how I personally feel about Morrissey. And I wanted to have from his mouth, like quotes from Mm -hmm. him, Mm -hmm. to back up why I hate Morrissey and hope that he dies in a house fire. Sure. With all of his recorded works. He also just sounds stupid. He's old. His brain is just lettuce and cabbage at this point. (sighs) Well then, shall we? I would say that Big Mouth struck again. I'm just saying. Uh Let's see what you did there. Yeah. I hate him. List of the Lost. Ezra. Nails. Harry. Justy. You dig hard and deep to excavate four names quite so unusual. It's because you made them up. <laughs> Yet there they were, and there they stood, sounding exactly like what they were. You would be offered a hearty shake of the javelin hand as expressions of possession of command from the four boys, each one fully developed into the blissful torment of their turnabout 20th year. Are these just discarded song lyrics that have been awkwardly glued together to form kind of sentences? I would prefer the phrase put into a blender and then left for a day, returned tomorrow and poured into a book. I don't know. I'm kind of hoping that he dies in a house fire. A pleasantly resolved marital union almost closed off in its camaraderie to the onlookers of the mookish greater world. Look at them now in their manful splendor and wonder how it is that they could possibly part this earth in dirt as creased corpses, falling back as the skeletons that we already are, yet hidden behind musculature that will fall in time at life's finishing line. 
At such an unavoidable call they shall be minus all that they now have herein today, at ease in the confidence of their physical weightlessness, united in athletic skill from which they beg no acquittal. Our four boys have no hidden disappointments, for they equally bear the gift of hip to ankle idea bear the gift of hip to ankle idolized speed. Their bodies calmly narcissistic ass to the grass instruments commingled what the fuck to is become, he talking about? as they now knew they were, America's most sovereignly feared college relay team. Alright, stop. Collaborate. Um, no, and wait, listen. hang on, hang on. Um, everyone stop. I just like just wait five seconds. Okay. Okay, now let's pretend that where David is about to pick up is the actual start of the book, and we'll see if that makes a difference. I don't know, man. I kind of hope that Morrissey dies in a house fire. Sure. <laughs> let's just pretend this is a start. Go ahead, David. With a unity that could send shivers through any braying jackass who might be fool enough to doubt them. The race begins, and their bodies reply in relay. Constantly responsible and on each other's watch, four bodies of one heart, never forgetting themselves as being one single reflection. Imperishable, they train insatiably. Companions in pleasure and passionate in sentiments, they are the living picture of their desired physique and the voluntary affection amongst friends that survives time. Beyond each other and their will to run, they seek no other distraction. What's happening? People magnetically attract others with similar weaknesses, as marriage rings the bell for the servile in hiding. Ezra, Nails, Harry, and Justy performed marital duties as joined by strengths, but not weaknesses, and this crowned their lives. Okay, now, I, I think I know what he's trying to do I here. I don't. I am baffled by this. I think they're in a polyamorous queer foursome. Okay, I mean, I'm here for that, and that does sure. make sense, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's all I'm picking up here, sure. is like, these four guys are really attractive relay runners, and they're not interested in anything but seeking the, what, companions and pleasure, mm -hmm. voluntary affection amongst friends, sure, so they, they're just like, four, four dudes. That's totally a Spartan mentality. Yeah, yeah. You just 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 banging. It's not yeah, even you're, gay. You're it's just, just my you buddy, and and we fuck sometimes. It's fine. Right. Yeah. I kind of hope that the circumstances surrounding his expiration involves his domicile uh, combusting. <laughs> I think what like not, I'm not speaking to the subject or his point, but I think what he like the I don't method. Know what his point is. Yeah, neither do I. Um, I think the I'm method sure of what he's trying to do. <laughs> I think he's I think what he's trying to do is like trying to start with an ethereal concept and speak about it artfully kind of get you into a mood and then slowly uh compact it down further and further and further until we get like focused on the subjects of the book. But he's do you not think doing that we're, it well. We're going to focus in or do you think it's just going to be this fucking word puree for a hundred i think what pages. i described is like the the right way to do it and he's failing to to adhere to okay. that well you you described it as sort of a joycean stream of consciousness yeah? yeah yeah yeah. so the thing about that is that i don't think it's gonna change at all it's just gonna keep being this uh-huh and i've tried on four separate occasions in my life to pick up and read the book finnegan's wake mm -hmm. i can't 
Right. I it that's a recognized classic and it's impenetrable because of its style. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing has to be done extremely well right. in order for it to be readable, mm-hmm. comprehensible, pleasurable in mm-hmm. any way. This isn't. No, I've not read yeah. Finnegan's Wake. I did read Ulysses once. Mm. And said that was that was a, an enjoyable time. I never want to read it again. <laughs> yeah, I, I read Portrait of the Artist as a Young Man. That's about the only Joyce mm. I can actually get through. All right, real quick. Not for me, because I, I know exactly who Joyce is. But just for the listeners, could you provide some context for this Joycean comment? Oh, why don't you? Uh, well, because I could not do it nearly <laughs> as artfully as you guys. You guys no, much no, please more educate <laughs> the listeners. <laughs> okay, well... Um, Joyce Myers is a <laughs> James Joyce was an Irish author. Yeah. <laughs> a better version of what this book is trying to be. I feel right. like uh, also Ray Bradbury could talk about nothing and I would still be zoned in. Like he could just be throwing, he could just be knitting and sewing words together and just making a tapestry about absolutely nothing. And I could mm-hmm. still be sucked into it. Unfortunately, this is not that book. Yeah. No, this isn't even yeah. Joyce. They each saw the desirable object within each other, and combined, they had no cause to justify one second of their contract. It may be quite true that we unwisely reduce others in order to make them ours, yet here was a foursome to whom no outward event could dent flesh or expression. It should be said that they were indeed contracting parties, since their combined aim was to dispose of every other half-mile relay team on any known college campus across the land. And this they must do, biological chance providing all the damn straight confirmation that they would ever need. Uh, here's, here's a tip to the listeners. Like, ha- having ethereal language is not bad. You may want to include a grounding point from which the, the readers can observe the etherealness yeah. with context. Like, I can't even make jokes about this because the sentences aren't thoughts. So far, what I've discovered, Mm -hmm. what I've been able to glean from this is that there are four guys and they run real good. Uh Yeah. Which means they have nice butts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And they are committed to nothing but being four guys that run real good. That have nice butts and maybe touch. You know what this feels like to me? Does it feel like... He should let loose this mortal coil in a uh, I mean, conflagration he's he's not in, his, long, I'm sure. in his place of residence. Do you remember, and, and Chris, you might not, those refrigerator magnets that were just words? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and people would put, just kind of form them into, into sentences at a whim. Yeah, it was magnetized poetry or whatever. Yeah, those poetry magnets. Yeah. This feels like a shitload. Just a fucking memorial wall. <laughs> Of those refrigerator magnets that like, you know, somebody would come in and grab a beer out of the fridge and rearrange the magnets a little bit. And that just happened for like a decade. You know what really pisses me off? That, that this How guy soon isn't is burning? Now was yeah. such an amazing song for me. It's a good song. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That song moved me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. That's what that's what I mean. You know, like we talked about Ray Bradbury before and he was just influential. But Morrissey. Yeah. It's a goddamn betrayal. Yes. yes. I got stabbed in the fucking back. I would argue that. I mean, I mean, he wrote the lyrics, which fair enough. Very little of what makes How Soon Is Now an amazing song is anything that Morrissey contributed to it. Mm. I disagree. 
he, the lyrics certainly, but I don't feel like his singing is as important to the song as the instrumentation and the production and the the Tie Fighter guitar sound that runs Dude, through it. The cadence of his voice with what he's saying, if you take that out, the song's not terrible, but it loses most of its power. I suppose. I'm just saying that if if we were to read on the internet tomorrow, right? Uh-huh. That due to complications with Flame, uh-huh. Morrissey is pushing up daisies. Uh-huh. I would be a happier person for it. What if it was complications with a falling anvil? No, no, it wouldn't. Why is it that Mm. when you're alive, the term is putting down roots, and when you're dead, it's pushing up daisies? Because they're metaphors that weren't meant to relate to each other. But they do now. They don't. And now I'm cursing all of you with this (laughs) But but it's just a linguistic accident. Yeah. Because, Chris, we are all just worms in his earth. Wait, what? I don't. Don't question it. You're 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 just worms in his earth. That's all. I don't know what's going on. <sighs> just want him to die in a house fire. I appreciate that. Yeah. By himself. By himself. I don't want anyone else hurt. Uh, going back to the Smiths and what made them so good. I don't think anyone can take away the power and what is good in Morrissey's voice. Like sure, he has an amazing voice. Sure, had. Potentially. I haven't heard him sing. Yeah, I haven't heard anything he's recorded um, since like 2001. But there's a reason why the Smiths was an incredibly effective band that became very popular. And Morrissey as a solo act did not. Mm -hmm. And that reason is Johnny Marr. Fuck yes. You can't have them separate. Like it's Morrissey's sad boy moping lyrics and voice with the weirdly bouncy guitar Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that made the smiths what they were but that is separate from this book that we're trying to understand we are trying to avoid reading can we just pirate (sighs) a bunch of the smiths records and just listen to those for 90 minutes and not do this (laughs) i mean i don't hate that idea (sighs) i haven't listened to the smiths since like I think it was 2017 when he first started saying a bunch of garbage. And I was just like, wow, this is ruined for me. Like, mm. I can't listen to Girlfriend in a Coma now. Right. He's a giant piece of shit. Yeah. When I first started dating my now wife, she was not really a fan of the Smiths. She just didn't have a, any connection to them at all. Mm. And constant source of like, we'd be in the car and I'd want to listen to something and I'd say, can we listen to the Smiths? And she would just not be in the mood and eventually like shit that morrissey was saying now started to come out and it Mm -hmm. turns out i don't want to listen to the smiths in the car anymore either so Mm -hmm. thank you for being a dick Stephen morrissey you possibly (laughs) saved my marriage yeah (laughs) well i mean that opens up a whole other can of worms if the smiths was the downfall of your marriage (laughs) Oh, God. <laughs> Imagine if you went into a bait shop and it was like crickets, worms, and there was a can just called brain worms. I mean, I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah. A month on I'd probably Patreon. spend $3, <laughs> actually. Ah, uh, yes. $3. $3 a month on yes, Patreon. minimum. <laughs> like, A, who would, how do you get brain worms? Who would sell them? And even more disturbingly, who would buy them? The answer to all of those questions and more can be found at... We give you brainworms.com. It's true. God <laughs> fucking damn it. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, man. I really hope that Morrissey dies in a house fire. Should we try and drag our asses through some more of this book like a God, I dog think we with have a rectal to. disease? It's what we do. David, get in there. Do it. R- real quick, last thing I have to say before we go back in. We can either head back into the book or we can like switch gears and stop being a book podcast and become a different kind of podcast. No more books forever? Yeah. We talk about pop songs now. List of the Lost, the book that beat us. <laughs> you really want Morrissey to beat us? Is that what we are? That's Is that fair. who we That's are? Fair. No, we're not going to lose to List of the Lost. We read Empress Teresa. We did. Multiple times. Multiple chapters of Empress Teresa. Yeah. I was before I was created. So. Yep. We needed you after that. <laughs> <laughs> You're like Vision. <laughs> the Avengers. Like, we, we, we need something better. <laughs> it is certainly something to dwell excitedly within a body that fully and proudly shows whatever the person is, since we all, for the most part, struggle in haunted fashion, unaware of ourselves as flesh. You can't see it because this is radio, but I'm making the jerking off motion as hard as I can. <laughs> Looking at a future that does not show promise, or back at a past that couldn't provide any and permanently petrified at passing through without ever having lived, undeveloped at twenty years, indecent thoughts at thirty years, the insoluble forty points to psychosomatic fifty when moral inhibitions begin to laugh at the thought of further hope. God damn it. Joe, I'm I'm gonna join you in the jerk-off motion. We're gonna keep doing it. I'll tell you when I stop. Okay. It's just so... I mean, he's... First of all, he's not really breaking any new ground No, here. none of saying, these are original thoughts. Look, when you're young, you have thoughts, and uh-huh. you can't really express them, and uh-huh. then you get older, and you begin to get afraid of your own mortality. Uh-huh. Great, and fine, and it doesn't make you smart to hide your thoughts behind impenetrable language. Yeah, because again, this is just fucking chicken soup for the soul fucking middle of the road songwriter bullshit. And he's just building this wall of I'm a literary genius now around it. These aren't bad things to point out or have in your writing, but what is it serving? Yeah, what's, what's the, the point? what's the point? get to it because if the the point is you just making it yeah welcome to the philosophy man yeah go to college (laughs) yeah smoke some weed and talk to your buddies exactly (laughs) because it's not interesting in a book the years pass as quickly as the sentence that describes their speed oh my god yet you cannot believe that a little bit until you very suddenly look behind you and see a space once relied upon as being the future the years start coming, and they don't stop coming. <laughs> and they don't stop coming, and they don't stop coming, and they don't stop coming, and they don't stop coming. <laughs> so much to do. So much to say. Ah, Age sets its own terms, with its growing servitude catching that haunted reflection. One of no distinction, because your frown now belongs to time. The wide-eyed girls were many offering their conscious will as the running boys turned into overlords. 
strangers to the crowd yet well known in its imagination as the erotic reality of the deltoid deities who have no inhibitions in bodies fully occupied and enjoyed. I am now doing double jerk-off because one wasn't <laughs> enough. The crowds look on with a lascivious dependency that a knife to the throat would never force them to admit. In servitude is the watcher, asking of the doer that he assumes all aspects of the watcher's desire. The body is a thing only, of which we all irrationally fear. How to control that which controls us. <sighs> Heatedly, the four gather daily, minus booze and taboos, free of the pro prohibitions that dishonor us all should we dare remark upon each other's physical good fortune. Is he validating his alcoholism? <laughs> I don't know where you got that. Like he, he, he said, like, uh, sans prohibition, these are things that's that, not... that harm us all. Pro prohibition doesn't just context. mean prohibition of alcohol. It, it just, just means, means being told not to do something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my mistake. You're right. Sorry. That's how we learn. And lucky are those who might be remarked upon. We simply are not allowed to say. We employ sexual indifference as we gather in groups, schooled, as we are, against eroticisms, and any sudden desire registers as tension should our overtrained prejudices nap whilst our constitutional frigidity catches us looking. Alright kids, um, Morrissey is going to explain the complexities of sexuality. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. pull, pull up your chair, we're all gonna <laughs> learn. This book is so horny. <laughs> Isn't this only like the second page? Yeah. What? It feels like the fifth. Feels like forever. Feels like the first time. My arms are getting tired. <sighs> Keep going, please. <laughs> or even worse, allowing ourselves to be looked at. Did you ever compliment a friend, a mere friend, on the directed desire of their eyes? Normalize telling your friends they're handsome. Is he talking to the readers now like we've he abandoned is. this narrative about the runners He's, yeah i mean who else could he possibly be talking to sometimes when good authors want to do that they'll mm -hmm. express those thoughts that the that the writer wants to express to the reader by having characters nope, interact just, with those ideas we're just gonna fuck a hole in the fourth wall <laughs> <sighs> but no and specifically to our male listeners if your friend is looking handsome, just fucking tell him. It's fine. Yeah. If your yeah, friend's looking cool. handsome, just, just give him a hand job. I mean, if you want to, and, and if they're and into it, they're sure. they're into it, yeah. Yeah. Normalize handies between friends. Nor normalize <laughs> friendly hand jobs, sure. But but even, you know, putting that aside, if, you're, if, you're, if your friend looks nice, let them know. It's not, it's fine. It's cool to just tell people they look good. Yeah. I am really wondering, like, what he's trying to get, because I'm, I'm genuinely not sure if what he's building at here is there are these four boys and they like to fuck a lot of girls, mm -hmm. or there are these four boys and they like to fuck a lot of each other. Yeah, I'm... Like, I can't tell. Yeah, I, I can't get a, get a beat on that either. And, I mean, whatever, I guess yeah, it doesn't matter. But what but, is he saying? But, like, he goes into this whole thing about how they just need each other and no other distractions. Sure. And now he's talking about how friends don't say things about how their friends are attractive because that's taboo and mm -hmm. did you really just contradict yourself right what are we hearing here tell a story or write a book that's just your personal thoughts do one or the other not both yeah absolutely that <sighs> 
Did you ever compliment a friend, a mere friend, on the directed desire of their eyes? Yep. Of course you didn't. Hey man, you got a nice dick. Or on their <laughs> sexually agreeable smile? Of course you wouldn't. Or on their I've hands, done that. whose touch certainly does something as the waft of their passing being triggers unsuspecting impulses within unsuspecting you? The will to find all of these motions in others runs strong in our being, yet we must only ever observe without acting. And even the very words that are in themselves a form of action must never be said. What Says is you, he buddy. Saying? Like, yeah, I, what? I the tell fuck? my I have and will continue to tell my friends all the time that I find them attractive. Yeah. And if it's someone that I want to fuck, I will be straight up with them. Like, oh, yeah. yo, we should probably fuck sometime. David, remember that picture you posted on Facebook where you're like, I could see why my friends might call me attractive. Yes. Yeah, you look like a very young, handsome Gandalf. Oh. <laughs> awesome. You shall not make a pass. (laughs) 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 We can't get better than that. Get back to the book. (laughs) Right. Day after day, year after year, we observe without operating. Day after day, love turns gray. Whilst, whilst, mind Uh you, not while, whilst. Of course. Whilst the fact that we are only allowed to observe makes the will run and rise all the stronger. Is he just Worth talking about is derived from his approval. oppressed homosexuality? I'm pretty sure that's entirely what this is. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, like, dude, just like, if, if you want to talk about your experiences with that and how society has oppressed your sexuality, just write a book about that. Yeah. This, don't hide it under this pretentious fucking, I guess, story about 4k runners or whatever the fuck i oh my god we need to get to their dialogue because how much do you want to bet it's going to be the most unsubtle homoerotic stuff i'm really excited to see if he uses quotation marks (laughs) well (laughs) let's keep moving here yep okay Uh, i I had to stop my elbow started hurting (laughs) worth is derived from approval yet we discount the importance of our will to appreciate others because it is said to be a nothingness or unwanted or dangerously unsuspected yet if i feel it So must you, for it is you who made me feel so. That's a creepy thing to say, but all right. That's very rapey. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, go figure. Diana Housefire, Morrissey. Yep. Otherwise, what is it that is there for either of us to catch? Electrons from me need electrons from you. What is this? In order to become electrons. No, that well, you're, you're talking about biological mating imperatives, dude. I'm just going to repeat that sentence. Do, please. Electrons from me need electrons from you in order to become electrons. Uh, there, There is a video game that, that Chris is familiar with, and you might be too, called Assassin's Creed, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And the core premise is that your genes carry the memories of your ancestors and those memories can be accessed electronically. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That is less bullshit than that fucking sentence. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And in this sentence, these, these couple of sentences, Morrissey seems to be right here saying, 
if I'm attracted to you, it's only because I'm subconsciously or on an electron level, uh, a subatomic level, picking up the you want me to vibe. I hate well, this. Wait, 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 yeah. wait, 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 wait. If yeah. that is true, then where does the initial attraction come from if your attraction to the other person is dependent on their attraction to you? Doesn't that also imply that their attraction to you is dependent on your attraction to them? So where is the, the well, quantum? Clearly. Yeah. The, the thing yeah. is, if you feel attracted to someone else, they obviously are attracted to you. They're just not being honest about it with themselves. Right? Right? Is that is that it? Is that it, Stephen? <sighs> and you got to help them come to terms with their attraction for you by putting a little thing in their bar drink and it, it'll just make the truth come out, man. I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep going. Yet, there they are, and still you say nothing whilst always knowing. Look at the blue of the sky, and tell me why you held back. Did you think there would be one day a bluer sky and a better hour? I kind what of did like you that think notion. before you were aware? Ah, uh, Morrissey. Yeah, if that weren't couched in rapiness, which it is. Yeah, it is. And it were just musing on, like, the, the one that got away, or the, the will they, won't they kind of lost loves that, that were never you know that would have been an interesting thought yeah the, i mean the bluer there, sky. there is something to think of there like yeah. in terms of if you are interested in someone go mm -hmm. and tell them yeah there will never be a better time don't wait for the yes. perfect moment yeah there, there, yes, exactly there would be value there in a different context our four favorite athletes have the task of relaying in relay and can therefore knock aside bothersome border boundaries as they guard each other's bodies as if all amounted to just the one. Oh, relaying is going to be an analogy for something, isn't it? Their success depends upon the communal goal, the spring and eight legs, the combined methodology of four minds, and the maintained perfection of four physical frames, four wheels of the one machine. It is not possible to have any purpose other than the solvent fixity of openness and sharing. They contemplate each other's nature and structure, but not as a grasp on the sensual sense. Amongst other thoughts, there is a job to be done, a job almost as old as reading, a one which job. fades faster than it blooms, batting away the decline that rots in life, a decline that must always win no matter how much you jog yourself into a headspin. Second by second, the mm -hmm. body is ponderable, ponderable ponderable in any reflective surface was that the book that said ponderable four times or was that no that's that that's literally second by second the body is ponderable 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 in any reflective surface cool here and there there's there's some nice musings about the fleetingness of youth and stuff that aren't Bad. Just it, listen to the the song jack and diane by jonathan <laughs> cougar mellencamp expresses all of these sentiments a thousand times better and more efficiently and is a bop uh, in a pleasing suburb of the city of boston 
with its splendiferous stockbroker hamlets and bedroom communities of wide, tree-lined streets and pleasing market-town urbanization. The life-sized puppet features of Mr. Rims glare his magnified fish countenance. As the boy's training coach, his briefing guru gestures might seem to warrant large pinches of salt, for he provides entertainment in amongst the boot camp intolerance of his sharpening up chalk talk. He is easy fun, but with a resounding thud in his go-for-the-throat launching attack, he mocks the boys as pudgy girls, and he assures them that whatever they do shall never get in the way of proper sprinters. That's toxic masculinity right there. I have Argon made more sense than this. So real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there are quotes. Oh, amazing. Is there any suggestion that Morrissey's going to die in a house fire? Um, no. Okay, I was just checking. But there is some risk of him being hit by falling anvils. <laughs> <laughs> how is that? How is that a thing? Uh, uh, Acme had a sale. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you been launching with catapults? <laughs> Fucking. Uh, I, I found a guy on, on Fiverr who will just drop <laughs> anvils on your enemies. <laughs> um, we're, we're in negotiations. All right, cool. Uh, I'll throw in. I don't have any money, but I could give him uh, pieces of me. That's got to be worth five bucks. Yeah. We are manufacturing anvils on the moon, and we are uh, occasionally just ejecting them retro orbit so that they'll they'll land on the Earth at some point, and we're just hoping that it lands on Earth. <laughs> now, so if you get an anvil in your yard... Um, we didn't do it. Yeah, no, it wasn't us. That was a joke I just said. That was not an admission mm. of guilt, and you can't prove that, officer. <laughs> and... Anvil from the moon would fuck up Earth real <laughs> It would fuck yeah. up the, the Hubble space station real nice. <clears throat> it would not, actually. Uh, if it survived, I mean... If it like, survived re-entry. Yeah. It, which it totally would. Probably. It's pretty heavy steel, but there there would be a big boom. Not really. Yes. Uh, yes. The yeah. atmosphere, no, really. would, the, the atmosphere would slow it down significantly before it impacted. It would still be an anvil, though. Yeah, for the kind of impacts that you're thinking of, you're think, what you're thinking of is not something deorbiting, but something directly impacting with Earth. Deorbiting is like a long process, whereas like an yeah. asteroid... Yeah, and if we launched an anvil from our moon base, it Retro would not orbit. be deorbiting. It would be directly on a path <laughs> of occlusion with the Earth. Oh, you, where so like it would you, impact? You mean like, you mean like firing yeah. it out of, out they, of they a railgun? They are just gun. drifting in space. Not even but, yeah. a railgun. You could just lob it. <laughs> <laughs> It's not like the wind is going to knock it off course. <laughs> David, I'm uh I'm I'm sorry to say this, but uh you need to play some Kerbal Space Program. David would would love Kerbal. I probably would. I have no idea what that is, but I'll look into it. You should. It would be nice if you took yourselves seriously once in a while, he tells the boys as their punishing daily dozen drops each to the ground as if unable to do anything right. But then we don't want to seem too pleased with ourselves, he mumbles whilst looking away. Ambition exceeding grasp and all of that. The boys of summer glare almost hatefully at the Sunday track, and the tryouts begin once more. Ezra is the leadoff man. Twitch, twitch, twitching, that all is in place. Spikes, toes, elasticated waistband, everything comfortably arranged at the groin, and clear vision ahead with the right grip on the baton. Firm, yet ready to loosen. Mr. Rim's starting pistol jumps in his hand as it fires, 
and the other hand clicks a shiny stopwatch as Ezra takes flight, all schoolboy soul passing perfectly to do or die nails, licked into shape to hand over to Harry, whose big leaguer grit finds Anchorman Justy, the bull of the woods whose shafts of speed leave sparks across the finishing line. This is fascinating. Huffing and breathless, they then gather, facing Mr. Rims for confirmation of something. Funeral pace, Rims chews, feigning disinterest. I could have walked in the time you took to run. This isn't true, of course, but such sorry but put-downs are thought to sharpen self-respect. By who? This is dumb. This is the worst. This is, like, just, God, this is bad. Yup. So Morrissey thinks that um, his personal road of self-development is the same road that every person on the earth experiences and travels. And so and he has no concept of alternate perspective. Yes, he's a straight white man. <laughs> well, I mean, if you consider, at, le- at least partially consider, that he might die in a house fire. I'm not saying he will or he won't. I'm just There's saying always that chance. somebody out there probably has some kerosene. <laughs> what? <clears throat> <laughs> Thanks, David. I don't care about relay racing. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> but it's, it's a metaphor compounded on a, how little metaphor. I care about Morrissey. Mm-hmm. So it's like, which is honestly what this book is about. The the this premise of oh, it's about these athletes is just a thin layer of grease over the top of just Morrissey telling you what he thinks about stuff. Yeah, like I hate Morrissey. Right. That's uh-huh. that's how I care about Morrissey. Is I hate David. Morrissey. What what page number and are we on? If I think we like take three. the fact that I hate him and want uh-huh. him to die in a house fire, right? Yes. If we take that and we add a terrible, terrible book that he's written, what <laughs> we get out of that is blind rage. That's, that's sure. what I've got right This now. is gonna be a weird episode. <laughs> So we're on page three, and uh-huh. here's what we've got. Yes. A college, four relay guys, and they're sexy. Yep. Now, please do something with that. Maybe they fuck each other. Maybe they just have a suppressed urge to fuck each other. We're not sure. And also, I'm assuming at some point, our friend Morrissey is going to attempt to cobble together some kind of meaningful metaphor out of the fact that they are relay yeah. racers. I hope it's for relaying <sighs> protein material into orifices. Boom. Um, we've done about 45 minutes of of content do we want to stop here please do we have to keep going at I, all we should just scrap this episode we we've recorded it and and i do think because we only read about three pages yeah it's three pages too many i would like to at least finish a chapter or get to absolutely a... not look i'm i'm contractually obligated you're contractually obligated to shut the fuck up we're not doing it fuck this no <laughs> i'm out i'm getting into the furnace right now fuck you guys fuck this podcast and more than anything else, fuck Morrissey. I hope you die in a house fire. You know, can you wish death on Morrissey. Is that really the worst fate, though? Like, what if he just lived forever and continued to age? No. And just became no, more no, and more no, 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 decrepit. No, 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 no. And... You know what? 
I hope that Morrissey <laughs> dies, and then I hope that Alex Jones follows after him. That's fair. They don't have to die in that order. Right. What if their deaths had a domino effect so that when one died, like that caused the next one to die. They typically do come in threes, you know? So Yeah, that's the yeah, that's the thing. But I mean, like, definitely I, I again I, I I I grew up listening to Morrissey, whatever. Lots of complicated feelings about the person. Yeah, especially but, now. Yeah. The, the shit that Kane unearthed is kind of game-changing in that but, way. But uh, I do not want him to have lichdom. Like, yeah. wizened, old, ancient Morrissey is not something anyone mm. should have to experience. Exactly. House fire. Right. I mean, if anything, that's kind of like one of the very few actual meanings that you can take out of this project that we're doing is that sometimes you can separate an artist's work from an artist's personality and things that they believe. When they're dead. When they're yeah, dead. Well, I mean, Until death of the they're artist. dead, you... don't buy the Smith stuff. Don't buy Morrissey stuff. Fuck that guy. After he yeah. dies, only download his stuff. Steal it off the internet. If you want to consume it. I can't even listen to, to the Smiths anymore. I can't do it. I hate him right. so much and how his words have hurt so many people. I can't even gain enjoyment sure. listening to his music anymore. That's how much I hate Oh him. my God. Oh my God. Guys, who gave Kane the torch and pitchfork? Oh my God, he's waving it around. Whoa, Kane, careful with that. He's got a point though. He does. Three of them. He's not. Nice. <laughs> All right, I'm getting Check in the us. furnace. Fuck you guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, quick reminder, we give you brainworms.com. It's where you can, I, it always kind of sounds like com when I say, when I say dot com. Yeah, we give you brainworms.com <laughs> where you can find our Patreon. You can find our other projects. Don't forget, if you can't support the show in a monetary way, please recommend us to your friends. Or your enemies, if you hate them. I can definitely see this show working as some kind of bizarre punishment. I mean, it's a psyop. <laughs> I'm not sure on who, but it's a psyop. <laughs> but definitely tell a buddy, bring a friend about Brainworms. And uh, if you're a YouTube listener, like, subscribe, click the follow bell. Thank you for listening. And we're really sorry for what we just did. Really sorry. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've, we've all made mistakes. This has been a production of Brainworms Presents. Any copyrighted content contained within is used for purposes of review. Brainworms Podcast is David Combs, Kane Magdalene, Christian Schaefer, and Joseph Wells. The theme music is HodgePod Number 1 by Brian Davis. If you like what you heard, you can support us and learn about our other projects at wegiveyoubrainworms.com or by leaving a review on your favorite listening app. Stuckin' on chili dog, gals hide the taste of freeze. You're contractually obligated to shut the fuck up.